thought this morning we might do things just a little bit differently. The opportunity to come and to remember on Remembrance Sunday um, is a great opportunity for us to stop and to remember what Christ has done for us and what this table represents. The passage that I read talks about Jesus at what we call the Last Supper. It was a Passover feast. It was, in fact, a time of celebration for the Jews, for the Israelites. It it was a memory of the days when uh, the Israelites had been in Egypt, they'd been captive, they'd been slaves to the Egyptians, and then God, as many of you will know, had spoken to Moses through a burning bush, given him... Uh, some instructions and said, you're going to lead my people out of Egypt. And Moses went, are you kidding me? Come laugh at not me. But he obeyed. And then there were various plagues and different things happened. And then at the end, just before they're released, Moses says, okay, what we need to do, all the Israelites are to take uh, a lamb and they're to sacrifice a lamb and they're to mark a cross. On the door, and when you go, you're to take with you unleavened bread. And so the Passover is an opportunity for them to remember God's goodness in freeing them, in releasing them from slavery and captivity. For us, it comes to mean something similar but different. Because in remembering what Christ has done for us on the cross, we know what Christ has done for us personally, in freeing us from being slaves to sin. And just as the Jews might remember being uh, freed from Israel, so we remember what Jesus did on the cross when he freed us by his sacrifice. And so we have the bread, which represents his body, and we have the non-alcoholic wine that represents his blood. And I don't know about you, when you come to the communion table, what it reminds you of, which part of Jesus it reminds you of. Perhaps uh, in different ways that you celebrate communion, perhaps, you've, perhaps it's your first time even, and coming and remembering and being at a communion table. Maybe you've been in an Anglican church where everyone files to the front and particular words are always shared and said. Perhaps you have memories, uh, as we would normally do here, where we have servers who come and the, the bread is distributed and everyone eats a little bit and then we serve the glasses and we have small cups and we hold them and we keep hold of them and we drink together. Perhaps that is special for you. We don't, we don't believe there's anything particularly special or magical or about the bread and the wine. We don't believe that in some way the bread becomes Jesus' body or the bl- wine becomes his blood. We know that they represent those things. They help us to remember. But I wonder what is it that you remember? When you, when you look at the cross, do you remember Jesus on the cross? Or do you remember the empty cross? Do you think of Jesus' sacrifice? And 
and that need to have a sacrifice. You see, in the Old Testament, they were given sacrifices for all kinds of things. There were different instructions. You can read through the, um, the laws that are given in the Old Testament about different sacrifices that were given for different reasons or different offerings that were given. One of the stipulations would have been that you give the first of what you have. You're going to give your best to God. So the sacrifice had to be one of the first things that you had. Today we might give money because I don't know how many of you are farmers or shepherds or have vineyards or whatever it might be. We try and grow a few things in our back garden. I say we, Amy, with the kids, has done most of it this year. Um, And we've had, there's been mixed success, but we've had... We've, we've had problems with different flies and we try and fight them off and you try and be organic and it doesn't work. So you get the pesticides out and spray them and then remember it's God's creation and feel a bit guilty. No. We've had other animals in the garden. We've got squirrels that eat at things. Pesky squirrels. But lovely to look at at the same time. Out the window as they run across the back. But we've, we tried, we've tried to grow a few things, but most of us, we, we, we're not farmers and we're not growing things. But, but for the Israelites, they will have brought the first of what they had. So, so they will have brought their first lamb because that was a sign of their success and their wealth. And they were going, okay, we're going to give this to God. And so in taking that, that lamb, and there were goats and sometimes it was a dove or various other things. They would give that over to God. So that's where the idea of this need for blood and flesh comes from. I think it's interesting. We, I don't know if you've heard uh, it said that Jesus took upon himself our punishment. And I find it strange in some ways that that, that is the case. Because actually, if Jesus was a sacrifice, the sacrifice that was given wasn't punished. The lamb, the goat, wasn't punished. It was sacrificed. There wasn't a punishment given to the sacrifice. That's not what God asked for when he was setting out the laws. He didn't say you must punish something because you have been sinned. He said you will sacrifice to atone for your wrongdoing. But you see, Jesus was punished. But I don't believe that he was punished by God. I believe he was punished by man or men and women. It was us. There's that that song that talks about seeing yourself standing there and being part of that process. Now, I don't know if I was there at the time where I would be. I don't know if you've ever thought, would I have been one of the disciples? I'd like to think that I'd have been one of the twelve. In fact, I'd like to think that I'd have been one of the, the three. I'd like to be really in the inner circle. I've got a feeling, however, I'd have been one of the crowd. I'd have followed the crowd, and, and when everyone was going, Jesus is great, we're going to follow him, he does cool miracles, and his teaching's wonderful, and it's inspiring. We're going to follow him. I have a feeling, though, that after he came into Jerusalem, and he didn't fulfill the, the promises of old in the way that I expected, I have a feeling that I'd have got disillusioned, and I'd have turned my back. Now, I don't know at that point, whether I would have just walked away or whether I would have been one of those calling out saying, no, free Barabbas, take Jesus. I don't know if that would have been me. 
I've got a feeling it might have been. Because I know what I'm like. I don't know if when you look to the cross, it's not about the suffering or the sacrifice or the punishment that Jesus endured. Or whether you look towards the victory of that empty cross. And you know that by his blood it's the power that sets us free. That he overcame death. And he is the conqueror for me and for you. That we could live, and not just now, but we could have eternal life. In all its fullness. And that's not to say that following Jesus is easy. Following Jesus is really difficult. Following Jesus means going against the crowd. It means going against what a lot of our society stands for and does. It means putting others over and above ourselves. Sometimes it feels like there's a lot of rules when it comes to following Jesus. I don't see it that way. I see it just just as actually there's certain things that my parents prefer and my friends prefer that if I do those things we get on better and we're going to have a better relationship. That actually there's things that Jesus, that the Bible, that, that throughout scripture are recommended so that we can be free in our relationships by following some of those things. So I don't know what you remember when you come to this table. I don't know what rules you feel should be in place about this particular table, about the way we do it. Whether there's, uh, the table is only open for those who say, yes, Jesus is my Lord and Saviour. Or whether you have to be a certain age, or whether you have to have a certain comprehension about this table. Jesus was sat at the table with a group of friends. He called them disciples, he called them apostles. And they were sat around, they were enjoying a celebration of the Passover and saying, oh, isn't this great? And then Jesus stops them in the middle. And remembering who's around the table at that point, we've got Judas, who goes on to betray him. We've also got Simon Peter, who says, no, I'm get, I'll follow you, I will follow you to, to death. And Jesus says, no, you're going to turn your back on me. You're going to deny me. You're going to say, no, I never knew him. But you will turn back. And I love the fact that he shares with him that promise that you will come back. And when you come back, you're going to come back stronger. So I don't know whether you look at this table and it reminds you of your own inadequacies. The fact that you have done some things that are wrong. And, and I don't mean like we all make mistakes. When the Bible talks about sin, it, it doesn't say, oh, you did something wrong and therefore that's it. It's talking about turning our backs on God. Anything and any time where we put ourselves before God or we try to make ourselves like God, that's what sin is. 
We all make mistakes. I was doing some jobs around the house yesterday. Arthur was helping me, we were using a hammer. He hit me on the thumb instead of on the uh, chisel. It's made you worried about what I've done in the months now, isn't it? What Arthur did when he hit me with the hammer, it was a mistake. He's young, he's learning, he's only three. I don't know what I was thinking. It's more my error in giving him a hammer. It's not talking about stuff like that. It's not talking about tripping over because your shoelaces are undone and getting something right. It's not standing at the front and stuttering or being unconfident. It's not singing the wrong line in a song or whatever it might be. It's when we put ourselves over and above Jesus. But I don't know if you come to this table and you think, I'm, I'm not adequate for this. Why would Jesus love me? Or if you come to the table and you see those pictures in your mind's eye of Jesus going through the pain of sacrifice and suffering or whether you see the empty cross and the celebration, the newness of life that he gives. It can be all those things and more. We come to this table to remember Jesus, to remember what he has done and the fact that he still lives, that he has conquered death and he leaves us with his Holy Spirit. When they were at the table, Jesus took bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat. And whenever you do this, do it in remembrance of me. Now we have this particular way of doing things here at Usually Baptist Church. We're doing it slightly different today. I'll explain that in a minute. But actually Jesus took bread and he took wine. He took two really common elements. Things that if you've ever been to anywhere in the Mediterranean, you'll find that these two things are often on the table. I've got family who are Spanish, and we'd, whenever we had dinner uh, at my step-grandparents' house, okay, try to work that one out, the main meal, there'd always be bread on the table, and there would always be wine, and usually it was red wine, because actually they had red wine more often, because you don't need to put it in a fridge. So Jesus was taking elements there, everyday things, and he was saying, whenever you do this, and, and when I was in Spain, it struck me that actually what Jesus was saying, not when you, a couple of times a month, stop in church and do it in a particular way, but whenever you break bread, whenever you share in a meal, on a daily basis, remember what Jesus has done for you and for me. And he took the cup and he said, this is the blood of the new covenant. The new covenant. It's not the old covenant. The old covenant involved all the Levitical law, all of uh, the need for sacrifices of goats and lambs and doves and things. This was new. No longer did you need to bring those sacrifices, but we get to come and share in this celebration, in this time of remembrance, because Jesus' blood was poured out for me and for you and for everyone else. And so I invite you to this table this morning. 
whether it's for the first time, whether you've done it a thousand times, to come, to take some bread, to break a piece off, to take a cup of wine, and to remember what Jesus has done for you. Now in a moment I'm going to pray, I'm going to give thanks for this. We call it a meal, which always makes me smile because it's kind of a crumb and a symbol of wine. I don't know about you, but I like a little more in a meal. But it represents a meal. I'm going to invite, I'm going to pray and then I'm going to play a short video. It's quite a dark video and it's more about uh, what it says than the image, so don't worry if you can't see. And then I'm going to invite you. We're not going to serve you this morning. I'm going to invite each one of us to come. And if you're unable to come, then I will come to you. That's fine. I invite you to come to this table. To take some bread. To take some wine. And you might want to stop here for a few moments. Don't worry about causing a queue. We haven't got a rush. Take the time that you need. If you need actually to step round the table and just to focus on the cross, then I invite you to do that. If you want to take the bread and the wine and go and sit back in your seat and to remember just quietly what Christ has done for you, then I invite you to do so. And if you would like someone to pray with you, I'm going to sit over there. And if you'd like to come and you'd like me to pray for you, then I would be more than willing to pray with you. It would be a privilege and a pleasure. Or if you can't get there, and you want me to come and pray with you where you are, then I'll come and pray where you are. But we're just going to have... It's going to be quiet, other than people moving around. There's no rush. It's just an opportunity to stop, to take some bread and some wine, and to remember what Christ has done for us.